and welcome to Back to the Future Fantasy Baseball. I'm your host, Tom Steinman, and with me today, I have Eric Patnelmix back, owner of, what's your team? The Brooklyn Dodgers. The Brooklyn Dodgers, who I picked as the favorite to win the West. Yep. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, I'm excited uh, because, if I don't, did you listen to the last episode between me and Adam? I did. So, did that have any influence on you at all? Uh, no, not really. No, but we talked about Osuna, and uh, so everybody kind of had an idea that Osuna would be on the market. We expected by the time people even maybe listened to the podcast that he would already be maybe auctioned. Yep. Uh, I saw you message, was it like yesterday or two days ago? Yeah. To put him up, and he's like, no, I'd rather trade him. So what really happened was I sent Chet some garbage trade, like a bunch <laughs> of losers, like not, not keeper eligible. I sent him the yeah. trade for Osuna by himself. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And he shot that one down pretty quickly, yeah. as I expected. But I expected him to counter. So he put that message up on the message board, and then I said, you know, just put him off for auction. Yeah. So instead of doing that, he actually did counter, and he countered with uh, Roberto Osuna, Starling Marte, Steven Matz for Glabar Torres. Yes. And so in our keeper league, Glabar Torres is – he was five dollars this year as the keep, and he'll be keeper eligible basically for the rest of his career. Uh, you get Starling Marte, who I can't remember exact amount, but it was probably it's probably around like forty bucks or thirty, something. I think thirty. Well, next year it'll be thirty-five. Yeah, so thirty-five dollars, a little bit getting older, but uh, gives you some stolen bases. Should be good this year. He just came back from the DL. Um, Steven Matz, do you like Steven Matz? Um, is that a guy you picked out? I or? actually no, I didn't pick him out, but he was Chet's best pitcher, and yeah. I just said. Corey Kluber break his arm, so I need yeah. to replace him somehow. Okay. And uh, Steven Matz is better than any pitcher in the free agent field. Okay. So I went, okay, Steven, Steven Matz makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then you got Osuda back, who, who was kept for? 15. 15. And the top closers in our league usually go for, uh, this year they went for like around $90. I believe yeah. Stars spent like the most you know, on a couple of those guys around that price. So you could probably put them up there in that range. So that's a that's a keeper. Um, does it scare you at all that have you listened to the other episodes and people talking about converting to saves plus holds or t- something different? No, that doesn't scare me. I, I mean, this was a win now move. I'm all in for this year. I'm not. You know, I'm probably going to regret giving up Glabar in two to three years because I really think he's going to be MVP caliber. Yeah. But, you know, Starling Marte is a significant upgrade over Billy Hamilton right now. Okay. And I don't lose his speed there. Okay. So I think he fits nicely in my outfield. And then Osuna comes in, and he's immediately the best closer on my team. So that's a significant upgrade there as well. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, Steven Matz, like I said, he's better than any – free agent pitcher that was out there so yeah there's a, every free agent pitcher is around like 10 percent. like starting pitchers like 10 percent owned or something like that or less yeah matt's definitely has an injury history and that scares the crap out of me yeah but and i mean he's been pretty good this year so far so so he offered that same trade i believe uh the terriers chat to a few other teams i know in one in particular would be bob Bob, oh, bob bob was offered the same trade for pete alonzo okay and he denied it yeah <laughs> I uh, it, I thought long and hard. I thought for like four straight hours because like he sent this to me and I was like, God damn it, Chet! Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was a good offer. Did you think about counter offering at all? I thought about countering with throwing some auction money in there. Okay, but I felt the league would have vetoed it if you were to get money or if him- I was going to ask for money. Yeah, if you were to ask for money, if I would ask for like twenty or thirty bucks, 
on top of those three players that I was already getting? I wouldn't have. I think it's a pretty even trade. I I, I don't think it could be vetoed personally. From my, I mean, obviously everybody has their own veto in our league, so they're allowed to do whatever they want. Exactly. And you need like six votes in order to is at least six votes in order to veto a yeah. trade. Yep. So that's not including the two. I guess the two people in it could technically vote in it too, if like they got a guy hurt or something, maybe wanted to veto the trade and try to get it vetoed. True. I guess they could do that. Yeah. I'll have to look at the con- the thirteen page constitution to see exactly what the rules say. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think it should go through. I think I would have. I, if I think it would have made sense because just because how good Glaber is, he's like what twenty two, maybe I think he's twenty two years old. Yeah, twenty two all star. And the way the, uh, his swing is, and, like he's just should be a good, consistent player. And the way his swing is, and the way baseballs are made now in the major leagues, they're made for home runs. I don't know if you saw this. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about this later in the other show. But uh, the AAA just used started using major league balls this year. Oh, really? And they've already saw an increase of like home runs by forty percent. Jesus, the so, juice, yeah, juice balls. Really. Yeah, so there's a reason why like these guys who are young that are playing really good in double A, triple A, and they come up and they're like able to hit home runs is because the, the juice balls helping them out. Yeah. Um so yeah. Yeah, Glabar, I mean, we haven't even seen near the potential that he has like cuz the Yankees they've been all hurt. All yeah. of them been hurt all year. And so that's he's been, why he's batting like fourth in that lineup right yeah, now. Yeah, that's why Glaber's numbers are kind of down because yeah. You know, the guys in front of them aren't getting on. Guys yeah. behind them aren't hitting them in. So. But you could even expect a little bit of a sophomore slump out of him as, like, a guy like Cody Bellinger. It happened to Cody Bellinger last year. Yeah. Um, just part of the learning curve. You know, major leaguers are going to start figuring out a little bit. Everybody has a little bit of a weakness. And then sure. once the league figures it out, they're going to try to exploit it a little bit more. So it's often happens as a sophomore slump. Uh, but even if you consider this as a sophomore slump right now, he's still like a top 200 player fantasy wise. So that's pretty good. Like to say that, like he's not doing well, but he's yet providing stats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what did you think of the trade? Do you think it's a one? I think, honestly, I think both teams came out with a win there. I think both teams got what they wanted. So it's it's just a hard because I traded Glaber Torres to you last year. Uh, yeah. Uh, a little bit more towards the end of the season. So, uh, I, I remember you making a big move early on last year when you paid 100 bucks for Chapman. Yep. And, you know, uh, you had the same mindset that you have a good team and you want to go after it this year. Uh, I think your division's even tougher this year than it was previously. So, I, I mean, I applaud the move of trying to make it. You just gave up a lot. Like, those pieces are hard to get. I think Chet's very happy because I don't know if, like, I don't know what his plan is for this year necessarily, if he plans on competing, if he plans on, like, just trying to get the toilet bowl. Um, which is still like a thousand dollars, so he would actually become, be made out a winner basically at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean he he just gave up three of his best players, and it's just the calendar just turned to May. So. And he's in <laughs> last place right now. Yeah, so I mean if he's punting, it's awful early to punt. If I don't you know ask if he's. Me. I mean he he's still a competitor. He's still on the free agent market, do whatever he can. But yeah, like you just said, you took his best starting pitcher, so his starting pitchers aren't yeah you know, great already. Um, and he just lost, you know, uh, Marte offensively, but getting Glaber Torres, so uh, that could be an even swap almost. That's what I. That's what I like about this trade is that you know I get these guys for the whole season now minus one month. It's yeah. not. It's not like if this was like five weeks left in a year and I had to. I was desperate. Like, yeah. I get these guys for a full season now, so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, because last year I traded you Glaber Torres. I got Aaron Nola, who was like a going for like a Cy Young competition. There, he didn't win the Cy Young. He was just competitive in it and then also two closers at the time uh Corey Knable and Araldis Chapman 
that kind of made me a solidified team because I needed a little bit, like I was able to really dominate starting pitching and then I needed those closers, kind of like you do right now. You needed a closer and a starter. So, you know, it just solidified your team more, especially when you're in that tough division right now with Gabe really dominating the league yeah. right now. Yeah, absolutely. He's getting a big lead. So that's a little scary. And then Bob also, you know, doing pretty well. So you just have a tough division. Yeah, Um I want to get into that actually. Um, so last week I played Bob, and yet again Bob's team just goes off when I play him. Yeah. So that forced me to look at the records, the history book of this league. I've been in this league since 2014. Since 2014, I played Bob 14 times, including the playoffs. Oh no. I have two wins, and he has 12. Oh man. I am two and 12 against Bob. That's awful. I swear to God, every single time I play this guy, his team goes up, goes absolutely nuts. And last week, I lost to him 7-3. to three. Any other team I play in the league, I win like 8-2, 7-3, yeah. 8-2. Oh, yeah. I would have 10-0'd Chet, but <laughs> instead I lost 7-3 to Bob. And like, that's, that's what sucks about having a tough division because like, every division week is like tough for you. Like It's a big matchup, like no weeks off. Yeah. I mean, Bob's, just, Bob's team just goes off, and now this week he's not doing that good. But like – what really makes me matter though is that I had a great week, and that great week was wasted. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. No, uh, I was saying that like there might be a team or two that don't make the, whoever doesn't make the playoffs probably out of your division. It's probably gonna be like kind of sucks. There's probably might be two teams that don't make the playoffs. Possibly, miss out, yeah. Possibly, um, just because you guys play each other so much. And it's yeah. just a long you know battle. But I don't think there's anybody that thinks they're out of it. Um, Maybe Chet does. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The way he is, I doubt he he actually. I don't know. He's like I agree. He has the hardest battle. Like yeah. he's so many games down. He you have to be at least around five hundred uh, to make the playoffs. That last spot, um, for sure. Yeah. So he has a long way to go, and then he just made this trade. So you would think this would hurt him a little bit for this year at least. That's the plan. If not, then you didn't do very well with the trade. Yeah, that would be exactly. a bad. <laughs> if that happens, if Chet makes out on this trade for this year, that hurts you a lot. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's what scares me is, like, trading one of these, like, young superstars. If they, like, end up being, like, if he just clicks this year and, like, ends up becoming a top 20 this year. Uh, yeah, that would drive me nuts. I mean, <laughs> I know if I would have traded you right now, uh, Cody Bellinger, because I know for that trade that I gave you, Claver, I thought about offering Cody Bellinger instead. I was between the two guys. Yeah. And my gut went Glaber, <laughs> and for this year, thank so God, far, so far, yeah. holy yeah. moly, <laughs> best like, best uh, fantasy player available right now. Yeah, that would that would have hurt. That would have hurt right now. Like yeah. if I, if, especially if I was like losing like pretty bad right now. So he's been helpful a lot this year. Yep. So let's go to the matchups. Uh, I'll start with mine. I have it open actually. So I'm playing Chris Stars. Who uh, I I just did you listen to the episode with Chris Stars? Uh, I did. You, so. Uh, you heard we have like a log history. We always seem to play each other in the playoffs and play each other pretty tough. Uh, we are tied four four right now. So of course, just like always, we always seem to be going uh, into Sunday. Uh, I only have one starting pitcher available. He has five. I don't know if he's going to play all five. Jesus. Yeah, uh, but he like picked up like Cody Anderson, like who I don't imagine being very good. And then. Like, he has Turnbull, Davies. Like, we'll see what these guys do. I know Turnbull's been all right lately. That's risky because his ERA and whip are phenomenal I know. right now. Our, both of them, like, I have a pretty good pitching, and I'm winning one category out of Yeah, that's frustrating for sure. So, yeah. <laughs> so, right now, offensively, I got 28 runs, six home runs, 29 RBIs, two stolen bases with a 322 
on base. So I would like runs not runs at RBI is not bad. I'll take that going into Sunday. I would like a, at least probably like two more home runs going into Sunday. I usually like to be around eight if I can. Um, and then I would like to have like three, at least three stolen bases right now. So underperforming a little bit in that on base, I, I expect me to be a little bit higher. I'm actually first in the league on on base by a decent amount. Yeah. Um, I'm only winning by point zero zero one right now in on base. So <laughs> super close. So I'm up barely in that. I'm down one stolen base. We're tied in home runs. I got him 28 to 23 in runs, 29 to 24 in RBI. So I'm up five in each of those. So I feel comfortable, but again, his team could, you know, in a good day and a bad day, yeah, it could change quickly. Uh, pitching, as we were saying, he's going to beat me 4-0 in saves. I have two closers at least. They just didn't give me any saves this week. Yeah, I know that feeling. That, it, it happens. <laughs> so I don't expect that to be a week. Like last week I had at least five. So yeah, uh, 83 caves, I'm pretty happy with that. That's usually decent amount going into Sunday with a 2.72 ERA and a 1.04 whip, six quality starts. Like I'm happy with that. I'll take, Absolutely. I'll take that every week. It's just unfortunate. The guy I'm going against has four saves, 67 Ks. Again, he has a lot of starters he can play, but it'll be dangerous because then he could really balloon his really low ERA. It's a 1.86. Like I have a 2.72, which is a decent amount far away, but they're both so low that a couple bad games could really bring them right up to me yep absolutely uh whip 1.04 to a 0.98 again same thing really really low whips um and then we're both at six quality starts so he while he has a lot of guys to throw doesn't mean they're all like quality start type ask pitchers like it's hard to go six innings these days and three earned runs less so he's got some choices to be made going into a sunday uh really close matchup both of us should be probably leading the division after this matchup. Um, it could go even, or it could go a one, just a Sunday. It's a big Sunday. I, I usually like my team on Sundays. Mike Trout's always gives me what I need. Seems <laughs> like on Sunday, he's a Sunday player. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This matchup's incredibly close. I mean, I could see five categories yeah. swinging either direction. Yes. After today, I mean, this currently four four tie, but this could easily be eight two. Either way. Or, yeah, like 5-5. Five, five. I mean, I don't know. This is crazy. Yeah. So it just depends what, like, Chris could go safe and just not try to, like, get Ks and let me just give me Ks, but then he's given up quality starts, True. too, yep. with that. Or we'll see. I don't know. He has a lot of choices to make. So um, he actually said he tried to man it because he had way more starters going this week than I did. And uh, he had a bunch of two starters, and he had Danny Duffy pitching in the middle of the week, and he sat him, and he he got him a quality start oh, and a bunch of Ks, low ERA and WHIP, like. So you already sat the wrong guy once, so that's what's tough. Like some of these pitchers, you know, you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah, that's brutal. And then when you know he's got Granky going today, but he's in at Colorado. Yep. So big decisions. Uh, the next matchup, I got your opponent. So this is not uh, division matchups this week. Uh, last week was division matchups, and then next week will be division matchups. But Gabe versus Adam, which is a big, big matchup, because uh, you expect Adam to be competitive probably in the playoffs. Gabe's been in the playoffs every year, but in the toughest division, lowest budget. We were curious to see what he did, does. These two teams, it's a big matchup because obviously when you play each other in the playoffs, the head-to-head matchup, something could be decided by who has the advantage of who won more games when they played in the regular season. Yep. So Gabe's winning big right now, and if he ends up winning big, it's going to be hard for Adam to ever come back even in the second round. And that, and True. these two teams could play each other in the playoffs, and it could matter. Yep. Like the, having that advantage is big because then you could try to manipulate 
the stats a little bit. You know, you, if you you could aim for a five five if you have to. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I lost when I played Gabe in the playoffs that one year. I lost five five because he had the tiebreaker. Yep. I think I've seen Bob do that to somebody. Like Bob went on a streak one time where he barely made the playoffs, and then like, yeah, tied a team that he had the he had like the only like head like out of any of the playoff teams, like the only guy he had that advantage against yeah. got him and then like squeaked by five four like I've seen Bob get really, really lucky. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> but that like, run, yeah, his one run, his last championship where he like squeaked in at sixth place was yeah, ridiculous. Because yeah, he bounced me in the first round that that year. Yeah, beat me in the finals. And yeah. Terrible. Yes. Yeah. So uh in this matchup, uh Darren Steve's not the the Houston Colt 45s are not doing too well offensively. This is uh, definitely underperforming. 23 runs, which is it could be competitive going into Sunday because you know on a good Sunday that gives you get up to 30, which yeah, that's what you want at least 30, I think. Yep. Uh, he's got five home runs, so you know he's expecting to have a little bit more there. Only 13 RBIs. That's abysmal. That's crazy because five home runs, you think you'd have more than 13 RBIs. Something, right? Yeah. Uh, three stolen bases, not bad. That, that could compete with a lot of teams going into Sunday. Uh, fortunately, maybe not Gabe's this week. Uh, two sixty six on base, so that's a terrible on base. That's yeah. that's Rugnet Odor esque, you know, <laughs> yeah, like. for sure. So it's a whole team. It's not good. While Gabe has twenty four runs, pretty competitive. Again, you know, you might want to be a little bit higher, but eleven home runs. You're excited with that. Twenty five RBIs, looking good. Go for thirty uh, RBIs at least. Five stolen bases. That's good with a four fifteen on base. Like if you're over four hundred, that's really good. Really, really good for the week. Yeah, Gabe right now is looking like he's got the best offense in the league. If not, it's top two yeah. easily. No, yeah. Uh, he kept uh, Gary Sanchez, and he just went for, off for three home runs this week. Anthony Rizzo had given him three home runs and a stolen base with over 500 on base. Um, like, I know Darren said this last week, Ramirez hasn't even done anything for him. Yeah, this is a top three fantasy player. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know if he's ever going to – I mean, he's lucky that he doesn't have to make a decision about, like, Ramirez right now. When you're doing that well, it's, you know. Yeah, you just hang on to those guys. and I yeah. mean, the, dude, it's still cold outside. Like, yeah. in most of these cities. Yes. It's like, when the weather warms up, I think Jose Ramirez will be just fine. Yes. Uh, Joey Gallo, a couple home runs. He's been on a he's been on a tear. Uh, stolen base for him, over 500 on base. And then Fran Reyes, I know he liked him. He was talking about him a little bit. He gave him a couple home runs this week. So, uh, stolen bases everywhere on his team. Uh, Rizzo chipping in, Gordon, Jose Ramirez, DeHong, Joey, like I said, Joey Gallo. So, uh, Darren's team, nobody's doing much except Bregman. Bregman's got four home runs this week with uh, six RBIs. I love Alex Bregman. I was pissed when I found out Darren kept him because oh, I, I was, was going to bid up big at the auction, but Darren already kept him. <laughs> well, so that's the thing is like uh, it's hard to drop anybody like no matter what their price is if they're like at least top twenty five and he was top twelve probably you would say. Yeah, for sure, he's a first round talent. Yeah. So what is that worth in an open market? You know what I'm saying? All it takes a is lot. two guys. <laughs> yeah. That's so that's his thing. He's like, I got to keep this guy because like if I want to get him back, you know, I got to. Who knows the price? Yeah, he's a potential MVP candidate on yeah. one of the best teams in baseball. There's not many, like so in the draft. There's just not many, especially hitters. There's like just not many guys like that. Usually the top guys are Chris Davis every year, and he goes for at least over a hundred bucks. And you have got to like Bregman a little bit more because he's going to give you a little bit more all around stats. Absolutely. And then he also plays short and third. Yep. So the dual position is nice in the because we play in the Yahoo format. So. Yep. Um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. kind of underwhelming so far. It's. I don't know if it's so a, soon. Yeah, it's so I mean, soon. Don't get me wrong; he's gonna be a phenom, but 
is 20 years old. I think I think the hype is really overhype, I should say, like if that's even possible because people people thought he was going to come up and just smash immediately. Yeah. Um but it, every hitter takes a I'm not I'm not too worried about it cuz his number his overlying numbers in those AAA, AA, whatever are unreal, unmatched. Yeah. And all these other guys are coming up who did not put those numbers and they're excelling. I think it's just a matter of time that he does too. Um, there's a lot of pressure on him. Oh, absolutely. I dude. mean, the whole country is almost behind him. Like they <laughs> yeah. want to see him succeed. <laughs> I know what it feels like being the Montreal Expos, having the whole North, you know, root for you. I don't think the guy can legally drink a beer yet. Well, in Canada, you can. Oh, in Canada, yeah. <laughs> Maybe true. that's why he's there. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> so buy him a beer in Canada. <laughs> uh yeah. So I'm I'm not too worried about him. The Derek still has like Harper, Chris Bryant. I don't know. Chris Bryant's a little scary. We'll see what he does. Paul Goldschmidt, he's just having an off week. Like Yeah. Um he went up, picked up Carter Kaiboom, which is interesting. Uh he's an interesting prospect being called up because of injuries on the Nationals. Um, uh, but he's supposed to be pretty good. Uh Mr. Anything you see anything else from these two guys? Oh uh Darren's pitching. Verlander's been pitching great. I wish I would have got him. Or Mealy made a pay a little bit more for him. Uh, or you should have. You stayed back. And then, like, after he went, then you were, like, in on every guy. I was hoping I could get Darren out. And then I'd try to get some of those starters. But you, then. I was never I was never bidding on Verlander. Really? Yeah, he's, you know, 36 years old. A lot of miles on that arm. I wasn't willing to invest oh, that much money in him. I'd rather have the young guys that have yet to have their best season. So. He just. I mean, if he could even repeat what he did last year. Oh, don't get me wrong. He's phenomenal. I just. Oh, man, I was so mad at him. I just thought maybe I could get, because Darren didn't have that big of a budget. So I thought if I got Darren out, I was going to be able to pick up Cole, Nola, um, Paxton, like those guys for a little bit cheaper. Like I wouldn't get bit up. And then there you were really bidding on all those guys. But I was, I loved Verlander. I had, I enjoyed him last year. He was just K's every game. Yeah. Quality starts. Like. The guy's been lights out since he left Detroit. Just an absolute beast. He like. had Cy Young votes for yeah. the first, you know. He like, should have won the Cy Young. I mean, it, I, I don't, either or. But he had a Cy Young caliber type of year at, like you said, 35, which at the end of an amazing career. And he's won like a World Series too, which he, I'm glad he did to really put that career together. Yep. So, um, but it looks like Gabe's probably going to win this matchup pretty decently. I would imagine you got to give him home runs. You got to give him RBIs. You got to give him on base. Got to give him saves. Probably got to give him ERA. Uh, yeah, this one's in the bag. Gabe should win at least five. It's how many can Darren salvage back to try to make it as close as possible, especially for the next matchup. Because yeah. you don't want to lose 8-2 going next time you guys got to play each other if you're both going to be playoff teams. So the next matchup I got is the Black Crackers with uh, the St. Louis Terriers. And I talked to the Black Crackers a little bit because I – I was trying to get him on the show, and he's going to probably come on in a couple of weeks, Bill. And uh, his team, he's in 10th place right now, but he might beat Chet, and he's really liking his team going to the future uh, for the rest of this year because he's, he's got Lidor back. He's all excited. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of question marks with that team. Um, if Severino comes back and if he's an ace, then – I agree. Bill's team's looking pretty good. Kershaw's pitching well. Um, Strasburg pitching pretty decent. He got Lindor back. Like, yep. 
I agree. I think Bills, there's some potential here for sure. He's excited. Well, that just tells you, though. So, like, we're now in the trade period, the auction period. He's in 10th place. He still thinks he's in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, who's <laughs> selling? Yeah. Who's going to be selling? It's going to be a minute. So, which makes your trade even more interesting because you were so aggressive in your own division. Does that, I, I'm curious to see if to, how does that play out? Does that make Bob go make a move at all? Does that make Gabe want to make a move at all to try to get better? Um, it's interesting to see and who's willing to trade those, like, you know, those top keeper pieces for chief, you know, what you're able to get. Like, so we still got to see if the trade gets vetoed or gets through. I think it'll get through, but like, it seems now that it's been accepted that you could get like a three for one deal type of deal for one of those keepers. That's kind of how we see it. It makes sense. It's hard to evaluate what everybody thinks, what those, and I think it also go, it's a little bit easier to go through now earlier, maybe than it will be later towards the trade deadline yeah absolutely because you know towards the trade deadline if i'm if i'm in that division and if bob took that trade for alonzo i would i would veto it just because i don't want some guys in my division (laughs) okay so that brings up an interesting question of how you treat your veto and stuff like that (laughs) yeah uh so you would veto that i'd veto it absolutely because bob's already got a stud team and it would make him even better than he already is. So you you're saying you agree with if she wanted like, so all right because there's you know th- this is where there's some lenience here and what you're allowed to do with your veto power. Yeah, and it's not just lo- if a trade's lopsided or anything, but no, like them guys are coming into my division. No, I don't want to play them guys. <laughs> <laughs> See, I've always kind of thought like, as long as I don't think there's any kind of collusion or like any type of manipulation of the league where they're trying to like work out a deal and they're promising each other something behind back doors or something. I'm totally cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever vetoed a trade, but you know, maybe this year changes. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> well, you got to be careful because so I tell people, you know, cause like people remember if you veto their trade yeah. and so people can hold grudges for a long time and you got to be <laughs> careful because if there is a trade that's like on the right, you know, you already have five, it's kind of, and that could easily sway somebody to veto your trade that might not go through. Yeah. That's already got one veto. So does it who vetoed that? Chris, Chris Mays. Chris yeah. Mays. <laughs> I saw that coming a mile away. Yeah, yeah. So Chris always vetoes every trade. Yep. Um, that that's his prerogative. <laughs> Obviously now, like, even though he's probably gotten away with the most trades, like although like him and Nick has made a f- bunch of trades go True. through and stuff. It's just funny that he just goes still vetoes every trade. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I think yeah. Me and Chet have been trade partners often. Actually, like we traded a lot of players and. uh uh, yep, every single one Chris Mays uh, vetoed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's, no, he's vetoed every trade. You actually had a trade and agreement preseason before, like, the official trademark happened and yeah. uh, that he then traded instead the Senators, even though you guys verbally agreed. I thought we had a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, yeah, a gentleman's agreement. It was, what was the deal, Blackman for Scherzer? Straight up. Straight yep. up. Yep. Was, everybody heard it. <laughs> yep. Verbal agreement, <laughs> bunch of managers in the room. One manager got upset because there was a deal made in front of him, and then he went behind back doors, and they made a deal. And then day one of the offseason, that that uh, Scherzer deal gets made with Fielder. Yeah, yeah. So That's what I'll say, yeah. Right. I didn't even have a chance to uh, send Chet the trade. Send but... him the trade or even try to, like, talk to him or, you know, yeah. work, you know maybe <laughs> add some cash or do yeah, something. Exactly. No chance. So, you know. Again, you got to be careful how you treat all the other members because everybody remembers how they, be, you know, how they're treated or what you say on the message boards. Yeah, you know about how how stupid they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think uh, I think 
when I posted on the message board, Chet said to suck a turd, <laughs> I think. So I'll be remembering that one day. Yeah. <laughs> you can't even, like, tell the guy. To, like, you're just offering. I'm like, hey, I want this guy. He's hey, like, I'm willing to give you a lot of money for this player. Suck a turd. <laughs> That's our response. <laughs> and then he gets upset when people, you know, go against what he thinks they should do. Yeah. Uh, so, so Bill and Chet are playing in this game, which a week they both need very badly because, again, 10th versus 12th. Uh, Bill said he's hoping by the time he comes on that uh, I eat my prediction of his team basically preseason. So we'll see. Good luck to him. Uh, but he's got 19 runs right now with 18 RBIs, Bill. So that ain't going to cut it. So I hope that gets better for you. <laughs> Seven home runs. You're beating me in that this week right now. Four stolen bases is good with the 381 on base. So good on base. Uh with the starting pitching, he's got five saves, 60 qual or 60 Ks, 2.41 ERA, 1.04 whip with six quality starts. Pretty good. Um, he should have more innings. I don't know why he only has 56 innings pitched. Does he have a bunch of starters going today? That's a good question. He, only, um, he has two starters going today. Hmm. Well, I, I don't think it matters, to be honest. I think he's already got the pitching categories wrapped up. Well, Chet does have five going, so if I remember correctly. And so he could try to maybe take Ks away. Or he has three. Possibly, yeah. Three to two. So he could go for Ks. Uh, hitting, um, either a lot of them are up for grabs except maybe on base. I, Bill probably has the you know yeah, one on I base. Th- I think so. It would be a bad week. If he loses on base, he probably loses the rest of the categories, basically offensively, if he's having that bad of a day. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So <laughs> um, that could happen. But, yeah, uh, again, 7-7 seven, seven home runs tied, 4-4 four, four stolen bases. Chet's winning with six runs and four RBIs. So ahead in those two, good chance of winning, but all it takes is one good Sunday to get those categories back. Yeah, Sundays Sundays are fun, man. I, love, I know. All I the love games it. are on at, like, the same time during the day, and then there's, like, one night game in case somebody, you know, like, if it's yeah. close. And I love the day games. Yeah, I agree. Mike Trout does really good during day games. His <laughs> stats are – I mean, I guess they're – Unbelievable, but like it seems like Sunday is just like yeah. during the day is just another level. Yep. Um, but Bill probably has five categories, and then they're playing for the rest. Uh, yeah. So good luck to Chet to try to salvage this week, um, and then because he's gonna have a hard climb losing to the tenth place guy like this if this ha- finishes this way, and it'll be a big week for Bill to go right back into it. Division play, and I think he gets Nick next week, so that could be a big matchup for both of them. Uh, the na- next matchup I got is California Angels Victor versus the Seattle Pilots Jay. Jay, if you're listening, reach out to me. I want you to come on too. Uh, you know, I like your team. I like the I like some of the young guys. I like to hear what you have to say. Uh, the Angels. Uh, he came back. He was down big yeah. early in the week. Yeah, the Angels got some offense on the DL right now. He already has, he has Rendon, Olson, and Judge. Three of his like better hitters that he was relying on this That's year. Brutal. All hurt right now. So, and you can see that in his offense with 24 runs, not terrible, uh, six home runs, 19 RBIs. So, again, not, the six home runs and 19 RBIs aren't quite where you want them to be. If you have those numbers, you're hoping for maybe a little bit more stolen bases. You've got two stolen bases uh, with the 309 on base. So, again, like all those numbers, you can see that like his offense is down a little bit. And that's with Machado with six runs, four home runs, and seven RBIs. So, he's doing what he can. Yeah, for sure. Um, but missing all those offensive pieces is really hurting him right now. Uh, Jay's taking advantage, 29 runs. He's only got three home runs, 24 RBIs, two stolen bases, a 325 on base. Um, some of the, a lot of those categories are up for grabs still. Uh, yeah, that's another close matchup. You know, f- w- w- as long as you're within like five runs in RBIs, it's it's doable. doable. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Um, stolen bases is either grabs, and on base is either grabs. Uh, pitching. Victor's got pretty good pitching this week. Two I, saves. I think Victor's got one of the best pitching teams in the league. Well, he went out and spent pitching. So yeah. uh, that's what hurts because he didn't spend a ton on his offense, and so he was really relying on his superstars. Yep. And when the three out of your four or five best hitters are on the IL, it, you know, it hurts. It's, it's rough, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Um, free, you know, the free agency market just isn't, it's good for like one or two guys to try to get hot and stuff like that, but you can't be building a team <laughs> yeah. around that. It's, you're going to have too many misses. Yep. But he's got 90 Ks already with the 3.9 ERA, uh, a little bit high, you know, you'd want a little bit lower, but like when you have 90 Ks and then a 1.11 whip and six quality starts, that's going to be a pretty good, hard to beat, uh, no matter who you're playing. Um, I'm curious to see Josh Hader got both of his saves and if he's going to continue to get saves for him or if they're going to eventually move my guy, Jeffress, into the closer role. They have not done that yet. Dude, if I were them, I'd keep Hader there. I mean, he's succeeding. You know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. So just keep Hader, keep throwing him out there, get them multiple inning saves. Why not? No, I like well, multiple inning, yeah. But I don't know if I would save him just as the closer. Um, they're the Brewers are doing well, but I think they're like only like two games over 500 right now. So yeah. they're not quite doing as well as they were like last year when he was being used just in the highest leverage. Which saves are great for fantasy, but a lot of these teams are you know analytical and they're saying like the highest leverage where you know the top of the order is coming up maybe in a certain you know in the seventh inning um, is just as or if not more important than that ninth inning. Now there's something to be said about having a closer's mentality and being able to close games too. Um, but I'll be curious to see what they do with Hader. I don't know. I, I, I imagine their plan was to move him back into like a multi-inning role or early on or if guys are on base in the sixth or the seventh inning to get out of fires. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Because he really doesn't have too many closers over there, Victor. So that's the one area he needs, you know. And you just took a closer that might be on the market. One of the, one of the best ones in the league. Yeah, so that's the thing about like when you make an aggressive mar- move like that for this year, you're you're – it's also puts pressure on the other teams in your division. Now, like, that's one less guy available for yeah. them to go get. I fully expect there's going to be some, uh, what do you call them, uh, counters? Not counters. Yeah, counters to my moves. Like, yeah. somebody in my team's going to make a move. Yeah. Um, yeah, this matchup. Kyle, uh, Kyle Hendricks, complete game shutout. Yeah. He only pitched, like, 81 pitches somehow. He got through nine innings. Unreal. Kikuchi, he – uh. K ten, yep. Matt Boyd. Matt Boyd. Again. Been playing great. Berrios, Freed. Some studs on this lineup. Yeah. Uh, hitting wise for um, the Pilots, Devers and Benatendi. The Red Sox are turning it back around. Uh, they're both hitting well. Uh, they both had a home run and a stolen base to add in with like six runs and six RBIs for Devers. So it's good to see him. He's young. Um, that Boston lineup could. I'm expecting Boston to turn it around. And we'll be talking about that probably a little bit later on the other show. But Boston, I expect to totally turn it around. I think they came in with a lull a little bit team-wise um, after that World Series. I think that was a little bit part of their plan. I don't think they expected to be that bad, but I think that was part of Boston's plan for the longevity to be ready for another playoff run. Yeah, the World Series hangover, that's a real thing. I see, you see that all the time from championship teams. They, yeah. just, they just come out the gate really slow and... It takes them a while to get back into a rhythm. Yeah, yes. And uh, pitching-wise for the Pilots, uh, Arietta's been pitching, I thought, better than I expected this year. Another good start out of him. And then uh, Chris Paddock, a uh, nice young pitcher to see him get a quality start, 5Ks, pitch well again. Yeah, so. I saw uh, hitter-wise uh, Chris Davis has not homered in 
over three weeks. Which that's, is, that's what he does. Yeah. <laughs> he's a very streaky player. And that's why he's probably not a consistent keeper or something. No, he's a lot, but he's so he's not, like there's a certain type of players usually that you get for like the top twenty five that you want to put produce like every week. Yeah. Chris Davis can win you a week here or there. It's all it just basically puts you over the top a few weeks, it seems like. Yeah, he he hasn't homered in three weeks, but I guarantee you next week he'll hit probably eight bombs. Yeah, whoever <laughs> plays him, yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely, yeah, get a get the like somebody always gets the wrath of him. Like, yeah. That's kind of how the other Chris Davis would be. He'd be like suck forever but then like uh i remember cooley was in my division one year and chris davis i played him three times he had like 12 home runs against me you know he had like 34 but 12 were against me in those three weeks now he just sucks all the time so yeah yeah no he's he had like the longest street without a hit yeah it was pretty bad literally the longest street yeah they were not exaggerating (laughs) that he broke the record um Next matchup. I'm going to go to your matchup finally. I'm sure you want to talk about this one. You're playing the Senators, a team that was very confident going into this year. Even going into this matchup, you would have thought. Well, I got lucky. Uh, Christian Yelich out for the whole week, pretty much. Yeah, that's a, yeah, you know. Um, and you can see, again, when a guy loses a top player that he's really relying on, what happens to that offense? And I, I feel that way. When I lose, like, Mike Trout, I had him off for a little bit. You just don't feel the same. Like, you're just yeah. off. Even if it's, like, four, five runs in the RBI categories, it's, that just matters. Oh, yeah. That's Absolutely. the end of the week. So, um, yeah, lucky for you, no Yelich. So you guys are tied with 27 runs. You're up eight to four in home runs. Probably no Yelich when he's going – when he already had double-digit home runs. Probably look for a couple there out of him to make it at least more competitive. Yeah. Also, RBIs, 30 to 21. You would think he would have a little bit better numbers there. He's beating you one to four in stolen bases. Are you not stolen base heavy? Is that? I actually lead the league in stolen bases, Do you? which is pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm starting all my stolen base guys today to try to catch him in that category. Okay. I got Tim Anderson, Billy Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, Looking at your team, uh, so Springer's uh, been stealing some bases. Yeah, Springer's been really, really good for you this year. He's probably been my best player. Yeah, George Springer. I know he's been top ten, so that's that's a nice. That's got to feel good to get that trade for right now. We'll see where he ends up, but yeah. like right now, that's helping you out. That's, you know, you're seventeen and twenty one, uh, which is under five hundred. After this matchup, you're up pretty big right now. Uh, do you do you plan on being? You think you're going to win this matchup big? Yeah, I think so. I think. I mean, I've got two guys going today, pitching wise, and he's got one. He's got Anibal Sanchez, so I pretty, I think I have KZRA whip quality starts. Yeah, so basically, I have you probably down as winning at least five of these categories already. Him winning one, yeah, stolen bases. Even though you're going after it still, I have him down. You know, that's more likely him because he has stolen base guys too. It's not like his yeah, team yeah. won't. You know, so even if you do get three, he might get one and yep. still beat you. Exactly. Um, but I think I could take runs and saves, definitely, which yep. would leave me with a 9-1 victory, yep. which I would be thrilled with. Yeah, right now he's <laughs> got to, He's not feeling well. He's got to think he's down 5-1. to one. There's four categories to play for. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a yeah. big day. It's always a – it's always a good feeling knowing if you have five categories. Like, you shouldn't lose the week. <laughs> yeah. It still sucks, though, if you go, like, 5-4 or something like that. But it's always a good feeling knowing into Sunday that you're competitive and you're not going to lose. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't won since week one, so I, and, need, uh, I need any type of win I'll take. <laughs> I had Fielder down as my biggest competition going into this year for the division. and uh, this. So if you take him down, pretty, this is a big matchup, and I'm going into him next week. So he needs to try to salvage some of this. He needs, yeah, I, I don't think he has the pitching to compete with you in that division. 
I think. I hope James Paxton doesn't hurt for very long. Uh, yes. It sounds like it's just swelling and stuff like that, but that's the guy I'm really counting on. Um, hopefully he comes back healthy for me. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, his pitching is not deep. He's got Max Scherzer, but when you're relying on one guy like that, I think Lester's been out of his mind for him, actually, though. Yeah, he um, really we'll, has. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, I know last year – he was pretty good for me. I ended up dropping him, but like the data just shows that he should be getting. He gets hit, hit pretty hard a lot of times. I know he just had eight Ks last game, so I don't know how that happened, but um, we'll yeah, see. King Felix has been kind of a resurgence yeah. of late. He's been pitching well, eight Ks for him this week. But he, look at all his K. Like look at all these guys. Like nobody's besides the eight K performance out of Scherzer and Fernandez. Like nobody else is uh, and Lester, but nobody else has really given him that many Ks. Like yeah. He streamed some pitchers this week too. So yeah, so with seventy-one innings, he only has sixty-four Ks. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> no, like if you're going to be throwing that many innings, you want more Ks. His ERA is a six point four. His WHIP's a one point four two. So those are both very high. And then he's only has three. Qu- so like, he might lose. Like you, you try not to lose all five pitching categories. It sucks, but like he's not putting any numbers yet across the board, and that makes it makes it difficult if you're trying to stream pitchers, if you're trying to pick up guys. It's hard to get quality starts, and you're taking the risk of ballooning your ERA and WHIP. Yeah, I luckily I uh, streamed uh, Homer Bailey against the Tigers yesterday, and he got me a quality start, so that really helped my numbers big time this week. Yeah, that qual- extra quality. You're winning by one quality start right now. You're winning by four Ks. Uh, good luck, the fielder. He needs to salvage some of this week. You know, you don't want to lose like an eight to one or something like that. That hurts. Yeah. For that sure. Uh, good luck. And then, so our last matchup, the Lions versus the guy that everybody hates, Bob, smiling Bob, the Zulu Cannibal Giants. <laughs> uh, Nick is tied 5-5 with Bob. He's got Nick's got 23 runs, 7 home runs, 26 RBIs, 2 stolen bases, 284 on base. Uh, it's lacking. There's not, you know, n- nothing really good, any category. Everything's either mediocre or below mediocre. Um, I, the thing is, I still think that team is overachieving. Even with those numbers, I think that it's still overachieving. Yeah, Nick beat me the one week. Huh? I was not happy about it. You know? <laughs> uh, when you're just comparing, like, yeah, like you said, like offenses together and stuff, like I spent a lot of money on my team, and I have some expensive keepers. So, like, yeah. You know, I was a little, you know, it, it is what it is. It happens sometimes. That's just the way matchups run, you know. But I kind of would like it to have, you know, hopefully I'm hoping that I don't have to play him, you know, if he does have a winning record against me. I don't play him in the playoffs. And the teams I will be playing in the playoffs, I have a winning record against them. Yep. Um, his bias has just been still good for him. A couple more home runs for him. You know, he's always doing that. Uh, and then Suarez got a couple home runs. But, like, yeah, his offense is just very lacking. When you have a 284 on base, again, that's, Brugnetto door on base. Yeah. Not very good. Yep. Um, Bob's winning, but it's not like he's putting up a good week offensively. Like the off, like he has eight home runs, 30 RBIs, pretty good. Three stolen bases, 319 on base with 22 runs. Like, again, not bad home runs, RBIs, but very lackluster. Uh, and then his pitching, like, is not doing well either. He's got six saves quite a bit, but 55 Ks, a 4.53 RA, a 1.54 whip, and two quality starts. He's got a bunch of starters going today. Four to Nick's like one. Yeah. So he could win some of those categories back. I need Nick to win this matchup. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, with Bob being in your, uh, again, ahead of you, uh, him and Gabe, you're trying to, yeah. You're, you're, it's funny when you're rooting for all the other teams, like in your other divisions, like during the division matchups. Yeah. Or sure. out of division matchups. This is, a, this is a matchup that I pictured Bob winning 
quite handily. Bob was very confident. So the fact that this is even tied 5-5, I'm more than happy with that. Yeah. Uh, now, Nick's only winning by one run, so we'll see. But yeah. but he's also close in all the other hitting categories. So he could take him in a, in a good day, a good bias day. Yeah. Um, and the pitching's still up for grabs a little bit with all those starters going for Bob. He could take a couple of those categories, possibly. So it should be close. I think Nick has two categories. Bob has one category right now, and everything else is basically up for play. So Yeah, it really is. Uh, if knowing Bob, I could see him winning 8-1 now. <laughs> Anytime oh, it's like absolutely. close, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he, yeah. he just gets what he needs. Or he'll 10-0 him somehow, right? even though, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I know. We'll I'm see what happens. That. <laughs> Sundays are always fun, like we said. Baseball day. Uh, anything else you see? Uh, Not really. I'm... Adalberto, Adalberto Mondesi oh, yeah. is just on fire lately. Yep. Uh, he has uh, six runs this week, one home run, eight RBIs, three stolen bases, 385 on base. Man, I had that guy last year. I picked him up. Like, I picked him up for, like, anybody did. And then, Stud. Like, because I, I was just getting him for, like, stolen bases because I was trying to, get, like, get my team together ready kind of, like, for the playoff run towards the end. And he just seemed like a high upside just for stolen bases and then, I got so much more out of him. Yeah. Especially out of a down year out of Correa last year and stuff, and I believe Correa might have been even hurt. It was just like the perfect fill-in for my team. I got so lucky with that pick. Yeah, I, I bit him up at the draft pretty good, but Bob, just all, with all that money left over, still uh, yeah. made a boss move. Uh, he went out got Hoskins, too, with three runs, two home runs, six RBIs. Uh, I'm curious to see what Bob's going to do with the three first basemen. Abreu probably had his best week for like, all, all of his hitters. Abreu might have put the best week up for besides Mondesi with two home runs and eight RBIs. Yeah, Abreu's been on fire lately. I mean, last week against me, he destroyed me. Uh, Bob just had Soto go on the DL. We'll see what happens. I, I really like Soto. Yeah. But we'll see what happens with that. Uh, his pitching, he's already he's got another start coming out of Castillo, though. And Castillo's been really good for him. Yeah. I, I was hoping Castillo was going to be this guy last year, but he wasn't last yeah. year. Oh, no, I liked him last year, too. I was in on him again this year. Uh, but that's actually probably Bob's bet. Like, I think that was the highest guy Bob went paid for. So it's not like he went cheap or anything like that. True. So And he needed him. I mean, Bob needed a guy behind Corbin and Clevenger. Yeah. Um, Clevenger's hurt right now. Um, and you can see in Bob's pitching. Bob's pitching is kind of weak right now. Like, for being in fourth place and winning this week, like, Bob's team doesn't look well, too scary. Yeah, I mean, well, last week his team went off against me, so. Yeah, <laughs> but then and then this, you know, he just does what he but, needs to get done versus, you know, his opponent almost. Yeah, what scares me the most is his closers. He's got probably three of the best five closers in the league with uh, Jansen, Vasquez, and Trainin. Yeah. And Vasquez has just been awesome lately. Um, will he get traded? And if he does get traded, what team gets him? You know, that's always interesting to see, you know, yeah. if that guy ends up being a closer. There's only like a few pitchers that'd be a closer basically everywhere. Vasquez could be majority places. Mm-hmm. Is there any place that like if you went to the Yankees or something like that, would he be the closer? <laughs> Oof, I don't know, man. <laughs> so it's always curious to see where like you never know who's gonna get these guys, who's willing to pay up the prices. Yep. Um like a team like Atlanta could go get him. With their young prospects they, and stuff like that. They need bullpen help badly, yeah. that's uh, for sure. I see a team, and we'll talk about this a little bit, but I see a team like Atlanta be a team getting better throughout the year possibly if they want to go for it this year. I don't know if they want to sit around and just say, okay, we'll win it next year or the year after or something. like. They have a chance to go for it this year. They might make a move or two sure. with some of their young prospects. They have a really good uh, farm system. Yep. All right. Um, so another week down. Uh, I'll be curious to see if there's any trades or more auctions going on. You made the first big one. 
Let's see if there's a, uh, a reaction to that. Uh, hit me up, guys, if you want to make a deal. No. <laughs> <laughs> we got sure. Osuda moved. Who else can we get moved? I'm so. sure there will be many trades. So. Yeah, or <laughs> auctions. Will anybody do an auction? Yeah. I'd be all in, probably. All in? <laughs> who do you want for my team? Who, who should I auction? Mike Trout available. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard part. Like, I can't, like, auction Trout or Bellinger. <laughs> J.D. Martinez. Yeah. <laughs> I could get a lot for him. Yeah, you could. All right. That, that would hurt, though, because <laughs> just if I have to, like, play the guy at the playoffs and he hits four home runs in the week against me and knocks me out, like, it just hurts that much. Yeah. It's just hard. Yep. I don't know. I'll have to think about it. We'll see who I got. I like my team going forward. Uh, everybody's looking for pitching, though, it looks like. Maybe, oh, yeah. Except you, maybe. looking like, Well, you just got a pitcher, but... No, I'm, I'm good with pitching now. Yeah. It's been look. so nice to not have to chase quality starts, dude. Like I, I know. I, oh, I, my God. I knew that feeling <laughs> last year. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was just dominating quality. It wasn't even like... Me and Darren like led the league by far. So, like, yeah, every week I was putting, like, 6-7. Most teams couldn't put that up. Yeah. I mean, dude, even my pitching this we, this year has been underwhelming so far. Yeah. I mean, they're not pitching nearly as well as they should. But, but you're getting quality starts, I bet. Just because uh, you're, you're, not as many as I would like. Yeah. What's, but, what's really killing me is that they get the quality starts and the manager sends them out there for the seventh inning and then they, they like, give up a home run or something uh, and then yeah. boom, there goes a the quality start. I hate when that that's happens. What, that's happened at least three times so far that I've seen. So that, that pissed me off. But I, <laughs> I, I, I played Jalen Beeks this week. Or he's a guy, I don't know if you know who he is, he's like on the Rays or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't get the start, though, but he went like six innings for me and got like eight Ks, <laughs> pitch ridiculous, but I don't get a quality start for it because he didn't start the game. Yeah, terrible. But I I, I knew I figured he was, because there were so many games versus KC, I knew he was going to get one of those games, yeah. get in there for a while, and he, he could pitch pretty well. So it was just a matchup thing for me. Because sure. he's only a 1% owned guy. But I, like I said, I got like eight. I, I got a good start out of him, and it really helped my numbers. Yep. Um, unfortunately, Chris is just putting up ridiculous pitching stats right now. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of Back to the Future Fantasy Baseball. Make sure you give the other ones. Uh, if you want to low down on how the history is, check out uh, the two commissioner episodes with Adam Darren of the Houston Colt 45s and Victor Seborowski of the California Angels. See you later. See you. Bye.